going on guys and gals this is the long winter a popcorn heroes game of thrones podcast yeah yeah so i want to begin this episode first of all in a big acknowledgement to our very own pedro <laughs> thank you thank you for 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 what exactly for he for, fucking called it for for the finale the dragon died <laughs> and it became a white congratulations pedro thank you thank you you super called it yeah, that's a that's, that's pretty big, man. <laughs> I, I wish people, more people would have listened to us, and uh, they would have gotten you know fucking viral or something like that these people called it. Yeah, uh, when I watched it with uh, with my family, my wife, they were all like, "No," and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> vindicated." <laughs> I was actually super excited. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Um, but anyways, <laughs> let's backtrack. Yeah. From the north of the wall. <laughs> I feel we should start off with the more down low parts of the episode before we the get into parts. before we get into the the neat and greedy. I think that's the saying, whatever, yeah. something like that. Um, fuck it, let's start off with the most annoying one in my opinion, which is uh, Sansa versus Arya. I think that has been so far the stupidest plotline to introduce into the show. I mean, I get why because as siblings, like we mentioned, they never got along ever. She was always, uh, Sansa was always like the Barbie doll, pretty girl. I want to be queen. I want to be, you know, that's what she's always ever wanted. And I yeah. think Arya sees that. She's like, wait a minute. So she, she kind of thinks that she's going to take over John and like push John away because she finally got Lady of Winterfell. She yeah. always wanted. I get all that. And the Lords want her. And right. And then Sansa still is snobby. Even though they've all been through their things and they've changed, they're still the same person deep down to each other. Yeah. So yeah, I get the rivalry. It's just annoying to see. And yeah. it's annoying to see Littlefinger still stoking the flames. I, I just find it very pointless at this point. You know, these people have gone through so much shit. And right now they're bickering about yeah, it, it's, annoyances. It, it's I like, just or, find that it's so like or, or Orlando was saying that she brought up, oh, you and your Joffrey. And it's like, yo, you guys just talked about you're glad Joffrey's dead yeah. and all that shit. And then you say that. Like, you just bonded over all of this. About the hate, right? Yeah. But... That aside, I actually really did like how, I guess that scene started with uh, with Arya talking about the story. Oh yeah, uh, with Ned, yeah. where you know she was doing the archery and then Ned was clapping, like you know cheering her on, even though she was supposed to be a lady and not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. And listening to that, I was like, ah, oh, Ned, I miss you so much. Beautiful <laughs> bastard. <laughs> you were too good for this world, <laughs> and they took you from me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really missed it. I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it was Those a good. What I liked about it is that it, it set the scenery very perfectly. And you could actually picture that scene of that happening because you've seen Ned do that uh, before, right? Right. Not to that extent, maybe, because maybe they were alone and they were sharing that moment together. But you've seen him in that moment. You've seen him in those scenes yeah, where, where he's, he's looking where, at it. Where he's always down, where he's always uh, backing his kids up no yeah, matter what. Exactly. Yeah, always. So it was, uh, it was nice to remember that. But piggyback on this... Looking back on it, I find it fucking very annoying. About <laughs> uh, not even like that that moment she had, but the but but when that whole entire like their series ended, of when uh, Sansa finds her mask, dude, in her room. What the fuck is that? Like you're supposed to be a stealthy assassin, and yet you have one of your most prized possessions under your bed, under your bed, in a bag. 
Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm telling you, she thinks she's a level sixty assassin. She's still a ten. But I'm like, like that. That's fucking ridiculous. That's that's one of those things that you have to hide. You have to make sure no one sees that shit because you're supposed to be a no one. No one's supposed to know. I mean, I know she's not a no one, like official or anything right. like that. But you're in training. Was supposed to be in hiding those things. Yeah. Be making sure nobody suspects you of doing those yeah, things. Yeah. Now your sister randomly comes into your room, finds those max right under your bed. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, the, how, how, how stupid can you be to do that? Yeah, Arya's always been a character that they keep trying to force you to think that she's awesome, and she's just not there yet. And I don't think it's too late in the game for her to be there yet, uh, ever. Yeah. So she has her one or two moments, but she gets she does way too many mistakes. Like, like you, you, you opened up the season with her being a fucking tremendo badass, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, hell yeah. And now you have her doing stupid mistakes. Like, are you... Like, come on, man. You fooled everybody to think that you're a Walder Frey. And now you're in the moment where, you're, where your most prized possessions, your fucking mask, are easily obtainable? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the show, at this point, are, are doing those stupid little tropes that I find fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah. We, we can get into that when we do the full episode, because I, I, I want to talk a little bit about that. Because I, I think you and me see eye to eye on, on where the show is heading right now, yeah. or at least what they're doing. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was annoying. It was annoying to see, uh, you know, Arya start threatening her. It's pretty much just seeing them turn against each other when we wanted them to be reunited for so long. Yeah. But, um, you know, you want all this stuff yeah, to yeah. be reunited and be, and, and like, so nothing still on that scene, on those scenes themselves. Like, it's been, she'll, Sansa mentions it's been weeks since John's been gone. Arya's been there for, I guess, let, let's put it like, what, two weeks or some shit like that? Right, because we know how all of this time traveling yeah. is working. We don't know how it's working out, but let's just put it that she's been gone for, they've been together for two weeks. And out of those two fucking weeks, you haven't had a chance to conversate about your experiences. Yeah. In two weeks, you haven't talked about what has happened to you, what you've gone through, what you what you've ex- what what you've learned in your uh, all these times you've been away from each other. Like, wouldn't be wouldn't that be one of the first things you 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 talk to your siblings about when you run? You haven't seen them in a long time. Mm-hmm. Hey, how the fuck you been? How's everything? What you been What you been up to these past yeah. fucking few years? Where have you been? I thought you were dead. How how things were going for you? Where were you? You know, shouldn't those conversations have happened already? Yeah. So you, when it comes to this point where, oh, I think you're being Joffrey's little bitch or, you know, the Lannister's little bitch, like, wouldn't that come to a conclusion where you talk about it? Like, hey, let's have, let's have a conversation about this. Let's, yeah. Let's talk about this letter. <clears throat> now, let's talk about the circumstances of these letters. Yeah, I, I agree completely with you. But moving on to actual, um, the story developments in that plot line still. Um, yeah. She goes to Littlefinger. And she's like, oh, my sister could use this against me, blah, 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 because all the lords can turn against me and whatnot. And he goes, don't worry, you got Lady Brienne. Lady Brienne backs you up, backs both of you up. But then shortly after, they get a raven from King's Landing saying that they need Sansa over there to go to King's Landing. Do you think as well as I do that that was clearly Littlefinger? Just doing Probably. it. Because she knew that she was going to send Brienne out. Probably. Yeah, it's pretty much just a little bitch. Man. Yeah, it's pretty much just Littlefinger. Like, oh, okay, let's get the bodyguard out. Let's have these two turn against each other, and then I could marry her, and then Winterfell, and the veil is mine. Yeah, yeah. which kind of it sucks that they're letting him get that far. Because yeah. w- w- wouldn't you be the last Starks wants wanting to be together, wanting to be close? Right. You're the last ones. You suffer so much. Your family has suffered so much. Why would you want to have infighting? Yeah. Well. It only 
one of two things can happen next episode, and it's going to happen next episode no matter what the outcome is. Either they do somehow get together, team up, and kill Littlefinger, or Littlefinger's plan does work, and they actually separate, and by the time Jon Snow comes back to Winterfell, Winterfell's fucked. I don't think they would do that because Winterfell has been fucked way too many times already. But it could be an outcome if they go classic Game of Thrones fashion where everything goes to hell. But this isn't classic Game of Thrones anymore. We could talk about that a little bit later again, but yeah. So I'm leaning more towards they're just gonna magically get along because you know how quick this fat uh, this fast writing is now, and they're gonna kill Littlefinger. It has to end that way. Hmm. Well, would you? So I've heard like you know I've read some people the suggestion of being that what if you know they get along together? Arya ends up killing Littlefinger, right? Right. And she takes his face and. He be, she quote unquote becomes the leader. I was actually player. thinking that too. I was thinking that too because obviously she can only get faces off of people she kills. So let's say they do kill Littlefinger, right? She could lead the people of the Vale, the the Knights of the Vale. So yeah, absolutely. And after seeing the face, wouldn't that be something that comes up like, hey, you could do this. You could do this. Yeah. So why not we do that with Littlefinger? Let's hope they do that next episode because yeah, getting in the- I was thinking the same thing. It's awesome. Um, and one more small little plot line. Um, Tyrion and Danny have a talk. Tyrion mm. and Daenerys have a talk about secession. She can't have a kid, obviously. Wait, wait, wait. Let's let's backtrack. Okay. Uh, can she actually not have kids? She can actually not have kids. Yes, I think uh, they don't really go too much into it. But in the first season, when she actually lost her child due to the witch and all that stuff i think it just fucked everything up in there mm. i think that she just can't have it like she's barren down there and she knows mm. it so and i'm sure she's tried i mean she banged that one assassin dude that they uh changed actors oh yeah it's like hey i have long blonde hair just kidding i have dark hair and i have a beard <laughs> no one will know the difference <laughs> no one will ever know but yeah so clearly clearly she knows she can't have a kid yeah um so yeah, so th- that's pretty much like set in stone. She can't have a kid. Tyrion's right. Uh, who's gonna succeed the throne if, I, if she dies? Yeah, when she dies. Because I've I've um I was reading this uh this you know the the witch's prophecy a reason why she can't have kids. Okay. Um. So after reading it, I'm like, is this actually something that that um that's gonna happen, right? So the prophecy that the lady said to her when she was in the moment was, when the sun rises in the west and sets in the east, when the seas go dry and the mountains blow and the wind like leaves, when your womb quickens again and you bear a living child. So are you thinking the long night yeah. is going to do some weird shit with the skies? I, I think that after all this happens, she could potentially maybe do that. I would like that. You know, maybe, maybe all this leads up to this moment in time. That'd be nice. I'm not, I'm not sure what, what it really means, you know? So someone else at my job mentioned that prophecy, and I was like, I, that really means, it, it really means it's impossible. But we all know how prophecies work. They just word it in a way that sounds poetic, but you're not supposed to take it literal. Yeah, because so, in the end it says, and, 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 uh, and you bear a living child. Mm-hmm. So that kind of says you still can give. You still a, can if that happens, which you know, who knows what that really means. It could just mean. Because it says here, when the sun rises in the west rises. and sets in the east. Yeah. So it feels like that's kind of like hinting at the long winter or something. When the seas go dry 
unless they mean sun as an S-O-N, sun? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. But then uh, it, says, uh, <laughs> it could be. I'm, um, I'm, I'm trying to super dissect it. When the seas go dry. Uh-huh. Could that be... They, uh, they, they freeze. They freeze over. They freeze over. And mountains blow in like the wind... Blow blow in the wind like leaves. Well, that makes sense mountains too because... Mountains blow in the wind like leaves. That sounds yeah. like when the, when the White Walkers are coming. When the White Walkers are coming. There's fucking like wind. Yeah, yeah. There's like, there's like avalanches and shit. Yeah. And that could be that. I remember that... that um, what's his name? Um, the hound, he saw the pointed arrow mountain, right, whatever. Right, the arrowhead mountain. So yeah. that, you know, maybe that could be something. Yeah, I, I, I still don't know how the sun thing would work, but yeah. it could really be anything that's not a sun. Maybe yeah. something like some bright light force. Uh, they or, think is the or it sun. could be a Zora High, whatever. Uh, when your womb quickens again, I don't know what that means. You know, know, but could it be that you could start? Could it be she gets a little. It, it, it jump starts. She, she gets a little Jon Snow in her and Probably. it wakes something up. And it says, when your wound quickens again and you bear a living child. Okay. Well, yeah. So it's kind of like, it's weird. It's, I find it to be, you know, people say it could probably be once they find out who Azora High is and like maybe she ends up getting with Azora High yeah. and then that makes it happen. And I, I'm not sure. The prince who's promised, right? Exactly. The prince who's promised. So I'm not sure. Um, but it, it does seem or feel like maybe she could potentially have yeah. kids at some point after well, something happens well they brought it up because it's obviously super important it's either she dies and john does become full-blown king or they get together and they have the most kick-ass family of fireproof kids ever for real right <laughs> i think that and it could also be a travel like her traveling mm -hmm. like at the beginning when 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 they say um when the sun rises in the west and sets in the east could be her coming from Going from know, one, from, yeah, from that continent she was in, yeah. SOS to West Westeros. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, just, I'm sure uh, next season there'll be more hints about that. There's just a lot of, it's a lot of little stuff going on, you know. And in, the properties always have been important, so yeah. But uh, so I think that's it for the subplots. Let's get right to the what we were the, all waiting the for: the juicy bits, the Suicide Squad, <laughs> the A Team, North of the Wall. Yes, yes. And uh, what is it? The, the Expendables. The Expendables. There you go. Yeah. So they're north of the wall. We, I still, I know we talked about it last time, but I still don't understand why they couldn't just have somebody killed and go north of the wall. But then I was rewatching the first season. Um, when they found that body, they opened the eyes. The, the first body they ever found that turns into a white in the first season the, the body's dead on the floor. It's all frozen up and whatever. And they're like, oh, no, it's one of the it's one of the men that went with Benjen. And then they open his eyes, and they're like, his eyes are blue. His eyes weren't blue already. So he was turned already by that point. Because I always thought that when they die, as long as you're within north of the wall, you magically just come back. Mm. That's what I always thought. But now it seems like, yes, you need to be within range of a Night King. So it looks like he was turned, and somehow they controlled him to stay play dead. And then when he was in the wall, uh, yeah, when he was in the, the fortress there, that white went straight to Mormont's, the Lord Commander, his bedroom. Yeah. So I think almost, I, I think the White Walkers could, I wouldn't say they could warg into them, but they can kind of like really control them, like a hive mind. Uh, maybe it is a hive mind. Yeah. Because remember, remember um, that scene when they were fighting the the white and the white walker, 
and that when they first meet up with them and John was fighting them, he right. ends up it, killing one of the White Walkers. And then, it, yeah, it dropped all the other and ones that he had turned. Yeah. Conveniently, they only Very left one. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Whatever. Ugh. You guys can keep your small little victory. <laughs> but, um, but even before that, I really liked... Um, the banter that they all had while they were trekking north of the wall. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun seeing these guys interacting that matter. I, I love seeing uh, Tormund actually be a troll. He was actually, like, fucking with them on purpose. Like, first he was fucking with, um, oh, my God, what's the his hounds. name? Gendry, no. Oh, Gendry. Oh, but the <laughs> he was messing with Gendry first. Well, what, what was it? Um, so, uh, how, do you, how do you stay cold? And he was like. No, no, um, how do you stay warm, right? How do you stay warm? And he says, fighting, uh, fighting is good. Sex with a woman is yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, he said fucking's better. But wait, wait, it was, three, it was three of them. I can't remember what the first one was, but it was something, fighting's good, fighting's Fighting. better, right? Yeah, sex is better. And he was like, but what, and then John's like, what happens when there's no one around? He was like, well, you make do with what you have. And then he looks at Gendry and he's like, yeah. Like, you know, he got like super creepy. Gendry was like, oh shit, this dude's super creepy. And that's when he starts making fun. He's like, oh, he's a, he's a dumb guy, isn't he? He's like, oh, you know, he's strong when it counts, da 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 and then he goes to the hound <laughs> and starts talking about Brienne, which was fucking amazing. Yeah, that, I love I love that he did that. Yeah. Because he knew her. He's like, well, you're talking about Brienne Toff. Brienne Toff. <laughs> you know her. Yeah, she looks like she's going to, whatever, she's going to cut you into little pieces. You do know her. <laughs> and he's um, like, we're going to have... We're going to have giant babies that are just going to walk the earth. Yeah, and rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. He but, really loves her. Yeah, yeah. And um, that actually, we all know the walking dead trope, which is whenever a character gets a lot of screen time, that usually means they die that episode. Yeah. So all that, tor- all those torment scenes in the beginning, and then what happened a little later. Yeah, you got scared. Oh, man, I thought for sure he was a goner. Yeah. I, I thought he was actually going to die in this part. He was fighting off some of the whites, and I'm like, he'll be fine. But then there's that part where one of them, like, bashes him in the head with, like, a yeah. club. Yeah. And then he falls, and then they break out of the ice. I'm like, oh, dude. trying to get at him, dude. That's so I'm like, scary. I'm like, dude, he's done for. He's yeah. fucking done. Because before that, before that, it was just the red shirts dying. Honestly, if it wasn't if, – if he was with anybody else, he probably would have died. What do you mean with anyone like, else? Like, if, if it wasn't because he had, you know, John oh, and yeah, yeah, all yeah. other people, he would have died in that yeah. moment in time. Funny enough, the Hound actually saved him, even yeah, though the, the Hound, hound totally him. failed saving someone else earlier. But I think that's kind of like the redemption of it, right? Because I think he but, was scared of the fire. Exactly. This white wasn't on fire, so yeah. it's not really a redemption yet. He still mm. needs to get over his fear of fire, which hopefully it happens soon. I felt like by now it would have happened, especially with him embracing the priesthood slowly. Yeah. But uh, going back to that, they run into a fucking zombie polar bear. Dude, that shit was crazy, <laughs> that man. That was all, It was huge. It was, it was huge. It was way bigger than I thought because you oh see it on the horizon. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, shit, that's a polar bear. Nah, they got this. <laughs> that shit fucking chomps one of the red shirts. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> the thing is huge. The, the funny thing is that throughout this whole entire sequence of, you know, the polar bear. And then when they get on the ice and then when they're fighting the zombies when they're coming across yeah. the ice all that. Every, the whole moment I see people dying, well, oh, there's another red shirt. There's another red shirt. reminded me of you. <laughs> like, all the red shirts are going to die in this episode. So for those that don't know why we call them red shirts, in Star Trek, everyone that wore a red shirt died. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Anyways. All of them. <laughs> um, yeah, so they light up the polar bear on fire. Yeah. Um, the hound freezes. 
again because you know fucking scared of fire. Scared of fire. And then this guy, um, Thoros of Myr, saves the him. The priest saves him. No, the 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 the, 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 the red the priest. priest. Right? Yep, yeah, the, priest, the red yeah. priest, the yeah, drunk red priest. Yeah, he saves him. Gets chomped, and immediately I thought, you know, the party's fucked. When the healer dies first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the healer gets like really messed up, like yeah. mauled. I was like, ah, oh, dude, they're so he's, screwed. He's a goner. He's the first one done. I mean, aside from the red shirts, but then again, they don't count. Yeah, they don't but count. Um, so I looked back uh, because him and Jorah, Thoros and Jorah had a really cool conversation mm-hmm. when they were doing all the bantering. Yeah. So they were talking about how they both fought during the Greyjoy Rebellion, which is when Theon's father rebelled against King Robert. Or was it grandfather? No, no, his father okay. rebelled against King Robert because after that rebellion, that's why they held Theon hostage oh. to stop him from rebelling again. Yeah. So a little backstory behind that. So pretty much, yeah, um, I can't remember his name right now, but the King Greyjoy, the one that Euron killed, his brother. Yeah. Anyways, he rebels against Robert. I don't remember the exact reasons why, but anyways, he rebels against Robert and the final battle was at uh, the battle that they mentioned there that Jor and Thoros were talking about. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, I remember you you charged in first with your fire sword and you were just like, it was crazy because he just charged in and everyone lost their shit. That is actually a very famous battle that they mentioned two other times in the show. When did they mention them? In season one, in one of the very early episodes, uh, Ned Stark's Captain of the Guard has a scene where he's talking to Jamie, And he's like, he tells Jamie, we've met before. And Jamie's like, oh, really? You know, that, that, back, that's when Jamie was, like, super snobby. Yeah. So he was like, oh, yeah? Uh, I didn't notice you. And he's like, yeah, we fought at the, I want to say it's the Battle of Pike. Okay. He's like, we saw each other at the Battle of Pike. And he's like, ah, yes. And then Jamie goes, do you remember Thoros of Mir when he charged in? And then <laughs> uh, the captain was like, oh, yes. I'll never forget that scene. He charged in with his fire sword flailing around and everyone, like, lost their shit. Um, so even then he was named by name that he was like a legend yeah and then in season three there's a scene where jorah is with sir barristan okay. sir barristan was that other old knight with white hair that was yeah. defending daenerys yeah the, the one that, that kind of um he, he gets uh discharged from the, the yes. king's guard and he goes to daenerys yeah he gets fired and yeah. then he goes to help the daenerys right and then he dies from the harpies sadly even though he was a total g yeah but there's was, a scene yeah. where they're catching up jorah and sir barristan and they also talk about they fought together at that mm-hmm. fight. And he's like, oh, last time I saw you was at the Battle of Pike. It's like, ah, yes. Thoris of Mir charging in. Oh, no, my bad. Sir Barrison says, you were the first to charge in, right? And Jorah's like, no, I was the second. <laughs> the first one was Thoris of Mir charging in with his flaming sword. And they both go, ah, yes, crazy Thoros. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this dude, Thoros, was legendary for being absolutely bonkers. So you hear all these legendary stories, yeah. and you finally get the true story behind it. He yeah, was he was just, just fucking drunk. He was super drunk. He doesn't even remember it. He's like, uh, people tell me about the story. I don't remember anything. It must have been awesome. So those are little moments that I thought, even though Thoros, no one really cared about Thoros. No, because you really, you only knew him because of yeah. his... The priest who kept resurrecting his Right. Life. He was bigger in the, in, the, in the books. In the books, they mentioned him a little more. That's why he was a, an important name. Mm-hmm. In, this, in, the, in the books, in the books, in the, the show, not so much. But still, it's worth noting that he was a fucking badass. Yeah. And it was sad to see him go first, you know? Yeah. Which, which was, I knew he was going to go first. Like, I think I mentioned right. in the last podcast, he we, was going to be the first one. Yeah, we both agreed that he was the only one that really didn't have a big part of, and didn't really matter. of the story. <clears throat> So, yeah, I, I thought that was a cool little backstory that I, I, I was trekking that through. That was fucking uh, awesome, though. That was trekking through earlier today. And uh, 
Yeah, so that one convenient white is left standing, yeah. and it does this awesome screech calling to his buddies. <laughs> and then they're like, Gendry, quick, haul ass yeah. to the wall. And he fucking goes, does his best Wally West impersonation, <laughs> and like books it yeah. to the wall. And uh, and then, yeah, and that's when they get to the uh, the ice lake. It's all cracking up, and then they get stuck. Conveniently. Conveniently as well. Mm-hmm. And they get stuck there, and then of course I knew when it they was cracking. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna get stuck there because yeah. you know the white, wa- the the they can't the fight all that shit." Yeah. <clears throat> Here's where it starts annoying me now, though. Okay, let's hit it. Because it's probably around the same yeah. time I was getting highly annoyed. How long were they there on the ice? Um, I like to say they were there for an overnight. Because uh, there, when they found the white and they were running towards there, it was kind of like maybe it was kind of getting dark. Yeah. So then I, I think they spent the whole night there. So like 24 hours maybe. Maybe. I like to say. Um, and then the, the, the sun started coming up when they when the ice was like when the, the house like heckling them and throwing Right, shit. yeah. And then so the sun was kind of coming up there. And then finally, I think the sun was already up once they started coming at them. Um, so I like to say they were probably there for a good maybe 12 hours. Nah, dude, more. I remember they, more? They, they were there in the daytime. It turned nighttime, and they were there in the daytime again. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess it could have been 12 if you push yeah. it. But it seemed more like 24. But I don't so know. Let's just put it at a sweet number of 24. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say they were there for a day. So, pretty much, by the time he runs to the wall, they get a raven. They receive the raven and argue about whether Danny should go or not. And then she flies over there on her dragon. I don't know, dude. That was pretty fucking fast. Yeah, yeah. Of course, naturally, though. Because, you know, everything is speedy yeah. now. Yeah. So, let's put it like this. Um, Ra- Ravens typically travel fast if you think about it. I mean, throughout the entire show, Ravens always got in there quickly. In a day or two, I guess. So, not even a day or two. I mean, in the show timeline, they right. that those Ravens are there like instantly. They're, they're, they're pretty much the instant text message that we have nowadays. <laughs> so it's, just, it's just buffering while it gets there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, let's put it like this. Let's say that he ran for 10 hours. He gets there. They send the Raven. The Raven gets there maybe a good, what? It's the other side of the map, though, if you look at the other side of the continent. Another five hours, maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some six hours, some shit like that. Okay, there you go. They and were it there takes Danny, Danny to fly over there. I mean, I don't think it's that much. Uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe dragons, it was a day. You know, the dragon has some big-ass wings and shit. So but anyways, what I'm getting at is the White Walkers, the actual general White mm-hmm. Walkers, were chilling there on their horse just staring at them. Yeah. When they could have harpooned them like he did harpooning someone else later. <laughs> well, well, for me, I think that he didn't want to waste his ammo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. He's conserving it. <laughs> they're they're ice necromancers. I feel like they could just create ice spears out of anything. <laughs> and it was his boy that gave him one. I felt like they could have just harpooned everybody. And you can clearly see that when they walk, stuff freezes over. Like we saw he walked through dragon fire like nothing. Yeah, he did. So you already know dragons don't do shit against him. Yeah. He could have walked onto the water and then fucking Jesus Christ it by freezing the water as he walked there. Probably, yeah. Plot armor. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's just to give it that tension. Yeah. That both of them staring down at each like, other. I was like, come on, guys. Again, you know? Yeah. That's the whole point. They stare down again until we meet at some point. I, I, I get that it's, a course, it's fiction, it's not real, whatever. But still, even though it's fantasy, you still have your rules. Yeah. The Night King clearly wants to kill everyone. Yeah. And turn them into his army. And you got all the main characters in one nice huddled island. And you couldn't do it. But, yeah. 
So you could easily take them off. So sure. the hound fucks it all up by yep. getting bored and chucking rocks, and then they start getting attacked. More red shirts start dying. Uh, the pretty much dies. all of them die at that point. <laughs> and then an actually pretty badass scene after that where Daenerys finally comes to the rescue. And yes. I thought that was pretty sick. And the dragon's coming in, just blowing shit up. That was fucking amazing. And I know I'm going to be tearing this episode apart because a lot of things I didn't like. Yeah. But at the same time, I also fucking loved it. I had a hate. It was, it was a good episode, dude, yeah, regardless. I, I had a love-hate relationship with the episode. It was. I love that. I love that she came in with the dragons. I love that all three of them were there. And, and, and she looked like a tremendous badass. Yeah, and you actually see them shit. wrecking the whites. Yeah, they were so, fucking doing amazing. So, so you, you could tell the power they have. So I was looking up the weaknesses of uh, whites and white walkers. So white walkers, they, fire actually does not hurt them. At all. Like, none of them. Not even just the Night King. Like, none of them. It really is just Dragon Glass or Valerian Steel. Oh, so you have to fight them face yes. to face. Now, the Whites, Valerian Steel does nothing to them. Only fire. Dragon Glass and Valerian Steel don't do, it, don't do anything. Oh, so sure. here's my thing. When all the Whites are charging them, these dudes are slashing them across the belly and the back, and then the Whites are just on the floor dead. I'm like, wait. They Unless they fall down and they come back up. Maybe, but they didn't really show it. They were kind of just showing them fall and stay down, and then yeah. So I'm just like, really? Mm. We already noticed that. We already uh, showed that if you chop off the head of a white, he's still practically going to be chomping at you. Yeah. The only way to kill him is with fire, and the only one using fire there was obviously um, Beric Dondarrion. Yeah. So I was like, very convenient. You guys are just chopping shit up and not. Or, or it could have been a had dragon glass with them the whole time. But dragon glass supposedly doesn't do anything to them. <laughs> According to the books, who knows how the freaking you the, know the the show um it has um it's very special. This so one. yeah, uh, a lot of plot armor. Um, but I, I think in the show themselves, they they've used the dragon glass right to kill them. Not no. The only time we've ever seen dragon glass used was against uh, an actual White Walker where they oh, broke into pieces. Sam? When Sam did, it. actually, yes, that's the only time they did it. it was when Sam did it. Mm. Unless the uh, the show changes it so the dragon glass actually does something. Because come to think of it, didn't Jorah stab the polar bear with dragon glass he and did. it went down in one hit? Yeah. Okay, maybe they did change that. Mm. And maybe they changed the Valerian Steel thing too. Probably, dude. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't. At least now surprised. we know. At least we now we know that no matter, even if she does have two dragons now, they do absolutely nothing to White Walkers. Because White Walkers can do their ultimate attack. Yeah. And one hit kill one. Yeah. Which, but, but if you also think about the the Battle of Hard Home, they 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 were using regular weapons against the white, and the whites were kind of going down. But you yeah. had to chop them up a lot, though. Yeah, they had to chop them up. They they would you know you take off the leg and then they would start like grappling for you that yeah. type of stuff. So they had to chop them down really well. Yeah, but still they were on the move. Like they weren't suspended in one spot holding them off. They were mm. on the move. So even if you did take the body down. He wouldn't come at you like crawling. It was like, all right, we're already out of here. And then they just ran to the boat anyways. So that made more sense because they were on the run. Yeah. In this, they're suspended in one spot trying to survive a siege. But anyways, yeah. like I said, like I said, this is just me starting to nitpick throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, then we had to touch upon the big moment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, well, which big moment are you going to talk about? Where... Wait, what, what, what other big oh. woman is in this scene? Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go back before that okay. really quickly. So, when the Night King gets his spear, yeah. he starts aiming at Drogon. Yes. 
He's aiming at Drogon, at Drogon with all the characters there. And what does he do? He looks up and goes, JK, I'm going to get the farthest target just to show off my White Walker bros how awesome I am <laughs> and, my, and my gold medal javelin skills. And he chucks it at the smallest dragon of the three, by the way, which is Viserion. Or maybe he, that's what he actually wanted to do. But why would he go for the smallest dragon and not the biggest one? Because maybe he wanted to psych him out. Like, nah. I'm, I, I want to show you that I can actually get these motherfuckers, mm. you know? So I, I was I was willing to forgive the White Walkers staring at them for 24 hours on the ice because I figure maybe they think, maybe they somehow know Daenerys is going to come with dragons. And he's like, I could really use a dragon for my squad. <laughs> maybe. But he gets the smallest one, not the one with all the main characters in there. Nah, dude, that's pushing it. Mm. And then, of course, the moment that we, you and me were talking wait, about. Wait. I think Drogon moved, right? No, Drogon moves after. He he dodges it after. But first, because oh, he was trying to go, he he was trying to do twice. That he he went for it two times, right? Yeah, he, one for that small one, and he, then for the Drogon. Yeah, as as uh, Drogon was lifting off, that's when he was charging up the next spear, and then that's when Drogon dodges it. But instead of going for Drogon first, whatever. Hmm. More plot armor. Interesting. And uh, yeah, so everyone's jumping onto the dragon. Oh, this part of the noise. Jumping onto the dragon. And so I rewatched the episode just to see how in the right or yeah. wrong Jon Snow was. No, he was super wrong. The first one made sense. He was like, wait, because he heard the growl. Yeah. He kills the first one. Maybe even kills the second two. But then he goes, just go. And he charges down the line to fight more of them. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot, dude. And then that's when he gets tackled into the ice. And I was like, wow. I think that, that was the most retarded scene. And I think out of the entire sequence, that, that was the one that bothered yes. me the most. Because I'm like, John, why are you still fucking fighting? Yeah. Everyone's on. Right. Leave. Yeah. So he did another dumb moment like that during the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. But that was because his brother just died. So you can kind of yeah, sort there's of. There's an emotional attachment to that. Right. Part. But there's nothing emotional about Daenerys did her best. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Like reaching for the hand. But then he's like, wait, somebody's coming. Let's get everybody else in first. Yeah. I get it. And he starts fighting. And then he more starts moving farther and, then and farther away. he keeps away. going, dude. They're already on. Like, aren't you supposed to be fighting back and see when is your turn? Like, yeah, come yeah. on, man. Like, that's fucking bullshit. I yeah, was so annoyed, Yeah, dude. I was so annoyed. I was like, John, just fucking it, go. Uh, well, that would have been okay if there was something worth it in the end, which yeah. there wasn't. So, getting to that, they lift off, they dodge the javelin, and Jon Snow somehow survives, holds his breath long enough for all the, the whites to leave. Gets out of there. They start chasing him. And then who comes to the fucking rescue? Oh, my God. The best hide-and-seek player of all time? <laughs> Benjen Stark. And what does Benjen do? He fucking comes, wasted. He comes in with his fire flail, whacks two of them, jumps off his horse, and goes, come on, let's go. And what does John say? Come with me. Benjen goes, no time. And then <laughs> smacks the horse on the ass. And then charges in. I actually stopped the episode and counted how many seconds it took for the whites to get to him. Fifteen seconds. You mean to tell me in fifteen seconds you couldn't get on the whole, couldn't get back on the horse with your nephew, sort of, and then make it to the wall together? Yeah, that exactly. Come on, dude. What, they wasted him. And dude. then he reunites with Daenerys immediately. So what was the point of separating him? from Daenerys with that dramatic scene just to meet Benjen for a millisecond. That's the reason why they did it. To reunite with Daenerys again. They, they, they wanted to close the loop on Benjen. I get that, but if they would have done one episode of him out in the woods north of the wall with Benjen catching up and learning things, and then the next episode arrived or at the end of that episode arrived with Danny, it would have mm -hmm. felt like it was worth it. Like, like at least um, 
end this episode with him and Benjamin tracking to the wall. Yes. And, and then, open up next episode with them talking and then getting to the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. uh, uh, while also interspersing it with other characters. Obviously, yeah. you're not going to focus the whole episode on that. Yeah. That would have made more sense. It's like, okay, I could see why he charged and got left behind and separated from a story standpoint because we're getting a different side. We're yeah. learning new information. But I didn't learn anything new. No. I thought it was so stupid. They, they wasted um, Benjamin Stark character. Yeah. They wasted him when he could have had so much potential. So the writers at the end of the episode tried defending that. Yeah. And I don't buy it. No. They said that he knew that his purpose in life or after life. Was just to save his. Was just to save Bran and John and that's it. And he says, all right. So he kind of charged at them to kind of end his life. How do you know your purpose is over, dude? Yeah. For all we know, you could have survived a little longer and saved someone else. Yeah. Or given us information. Yeah. About North of the Wall. Because no one knows anything about North of the Wall yet. And he clearly had information of the Three-Eyed Raven, Children of the Forest and all that. Could have been and, exposition. Which, which he didn't really give that much info to Bran either when they were together. Right. We could have got information. I don't know. It just felt like... Uh, like it, it, it felt lazy writing. As, as if to say, you spent fucking years... Setting Benjamin up. North in the wall. Dead. And yet, we only get you for two moments that yes. were highly irrelevant. Both of them were very... Maybe the first one when you meet okay, Bran, okay. Yes, did you get saved? The first one was like, oh, better. Cool, that's great. Yeah. The first one made sense. But you didn't spend that much time with him either. Yeah. Because every single time we have Bran in the story, he's in and out yes. instantly. Unless it was last season when it was giving you that expository of, you know, introducing yeah, yeah, flashbacks. Of, uh, right, of, of the, the Targaryen line and all but that. But other than that, Bran has been an in and out character. Especially when he was with Cold Hands. Yeah. You know, I mean, Benjamin Stark. Benjamin Stark is Cold Hands, by the way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, both of them together should have had a bigger plot thread. Should yes. have had a bigger story. And especially Benjamin with with John. Because he, 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 had took, good... he took John to the wall. Right. They had, they had a, a history. They had history. So, you're telling me you couldn't give them a conversation? Yeah. It's dumb. And it's, and it's the biggest thing I, that's wrong with this season. Conversation's gone. Exactly. That's why I liked their banter in the beginning because I thought, you know what? This might just be old Game of Thrones back. Just kidding. It's not. So let's talk about that because I, I'm pretty sure we're done with the episode. Oh, well, I mean, it, it, Other than like him meeting Danny again and like having that stare down of sexuality. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, let's finish off the end of the episode. How, how okay. does it end then? Obviously... Uh, you see the Night King with his homies dragging out Viserion. Yeah. And then he does. He turns them into the white whatever. You got the touch. Blue you eyes. You got the power. So he's going to be riding that homie all the way up, man. But that's a problem. That, now the problem I have is, all right, so when you're fighting the. It's going to be. An, I don't know if he's going to have ice breath or yes. whatever. Yeah. But, yo, they're going to be unstoppable at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, how the fuck are you going to destroy something that's already dead? Well, the only thing that's going to happen now is... Uh, that's going to be an aerial fight. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he's going to be an ice dragon because I'm going to talk about it in a, in, a, in a second right now. But there's a lot of uh, references to ice dragons in the books. But uh, they have the mountain of... Um, oh, my God. I forgot that material now. Wow. Wait, a dragon glass? Yes, thank you. They have a mountain of dragon glass, which, as we can see, maybe it hurts the whites, but it definitely hurts the white walkers. And it might even kill the ice dragon with a javelin like that. Probably, yeah. And guess what? They could probably even use the spears that Cersei used against the other dragons. Mm. So there is, they're not unstoppable, but I'm glad. I, I wish, here's my take. I wish that he would have turned Drogon instead 
Oh. Everyone else would have freaked out, jumped off of dead Drogon because it's going to blow up because, you know, he was spewing fire everywhere. Jump on Viserion and Rhaegal and then run away. And that way it's more of a challenge because you got to fight the big daddy, Drogon. That would have been more of like a holy shit because in the old stories in the books, they mention that the ice dragons are actually bigger than the fire dragons. Mm, yes. Yeah, sure. So Drogon's the biggest one. It would have been more of a challenge. It's just because... We've, we've already talked about that this season is different. It doesn't feel like Game of Thrones. Yeah. So let's get into why we think that. All right, go for it. I think it's because it feels very fan fiction-y. I feel like the writers went to message boards and said, who's everyone's favorite characters? Let's make everyone happy. Tormund's going to make it. He's going to get with Brienne. Uh, Drogon is untouchable because everyone loves Drogon, and that's pretty much the only dragon that exists. Um, yeah, it's like all for the fan fiction-y episodes. Uh, um... Arya's gonna get her badass moment because everyone wants her to, like, you know, whoop ass. I feel like I don't have the same shock and awe that I used to have where I'll be like, oh my god, my favorite characters are in danger. Yeah. At this late in the game, I feel like they're untouchable at this point. Yeah, they're big surviving hope. Everything's fan fiction. Every little theory, everything that somebody wants, uh, Daenerys and, uh, and Jon Snow getting together. They're clearly getting together. Like, all of that stuff. Um... Yeah, it's just, it, it doesn't feel like Game of Thrones because we're getting everything we want. Yeah. I, I don't feel that sense of danger on my characters. I got it for a split second on Tormund. But look at that. Everyone, everyone loves Tormund. He survived. Yeah. If they would have killed Tormund, I would have been crushed. And yeah. that would have felt like Game of Thrones. Yeah. It would have felt like it. it and would've... if they would have killed Drogon right after that, it would have been like Red Wedding all over again. Yeah. You killed Tormund and Drogon in the same episode because, no. again, no one cares about Thoris. No. And that's why Thoris died because no one cares about him. The red shirts die because no one cares about them. Yeah. It doesn't feel like Game of Thrones anymore because you don't get that fucking panic attack when you watch it. I know some people still do, but at least I don't because yeah. I already know the rules by this point. They're, they're like I mentioned before, they're they're going back into the TV, the TV tropes, right? Yes, the they TV are. tropes are hey, you know the, the the main characters never die, nothing ever happens to them. Yes. Um, stupid plot lines that we're getting of like the the unnecessary drama as we get with Arya and Sansa right at this point. Which is pretty very TV like, and that the one thing I liked about the Game of Thrones, and I think a lot of majority of people liked, was that Game of Thrones wasn't like every other TV show out there. Yeah, they didn't have those TV tropes. They played with them. Yeah, and then they fucked you in the ass. Right, you know what I'm saying? It, it was yeah. It was almost like uh, the show really had a lot of shock factor, but it still had good writing. It wasn't just shock factor. That's what I was about to say. Yes. It, it wasn't just shock factor for the value of shock factor. Right. It was a shock factor because it, there was something. It was it was it was trying to tell you something, right? right. It was t- continuing the story. It wasn't just like, hey, let me give you this fucking thing because I just want to hit you in the head, like like the Walking Dead. Walking Dead does little shock value thing just because it's shock value. Just, just there's, because there's no added sense to it. Yeah, but and, Game and, of Thrones gave you a reason for it, and and the characters were all really fleshed out. Everyone had their moment to shine. It made you care about can, everybody. Can, can you imagine old Game of Thrones writing with all these reunions? Sure, it would have been actually ten episodes. It might have taken two seasons, but I would have loved it. Yeah, more, more. Yeah, I still like the season. Yeah, and I know that's what we agree on. We both still it, love the show. It's a good show, and it's still good. It dude. still is the best show right now, but oh, yeah, it's, but sure. it's nowhere near where it used to be. It's falling into the, the TV tropes. It's no? getting more Lord of the Ringsy than Game of Thrones, and not just Maybe. because and not just because of all the fantasy, but because of our heroes are like fucking Superman. They're yeah. invincible. Yeah, or Superwomen. You know what I mean. It, uh, <laughs> and it's unfortunate because again, like we were mentioned earlier, you're losing a lot of the character development, right? You're losing a lot of the the conversations that made the show so fucking important. The 
I've always told people you have to listen to the show. You have to listen to when the characters yeah. talk because there's always something that's gonna get thrown that is gonna be important right. to and, you and, later down and, the line. And a uh, case in point, what I talked about with Thoris. Thoris yeah. was set up way beforehand. And if this season would have been like old Game of Thrones, we would have actually maybe even liked him. Like yeah. really liked him. Yeah. And cared about when he died. But again, there's no character development. Yeah, it's gone. Let's let's put it like this. And, and I understand they're trying to it's an expensive show. Yeah. And they don't want to drag it too much. I get it, but at the same time, don't lose your Don't lose the reason why you're so special. Yeah, yeah, don't lose your flavor, you get me? So like let's put it like this. One of the first moments, you know, throughout the show I've noticed that it's been different. It was until this episode that i'm just like fuck dude this is not really game of thrones you know it's still yeah, good it was but actually, it did not feel game of thrones at all and it kind of like it kind of I, I felt i felt kind of hurt by it like i felt kind of like shit dude like really you know to, like to, it's, it's good but to me it was the jamie lannister and braun being saved by a dragon scene that was uh, what made me realize it was not game of thrones anymore. yeah it doesn't have the same vibe right yeah so let's put it like this one of the first times you, you ever you notice the conversations were not as important as they should have been was when, when, when Jamie saw Tyrion again. Yes. I think that was one of the most important and pivotal and, and powerful moments you could have had of two characters meeting each other again after such a long time. Yeah. I, I talked about it last episode. It yeah. bothered me so much. On being on opposite sides, yet you don't give him a conversation. You don't give him something to talk about. You don't, there's, no convers- there's nothing to talk about. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You don't need to give him an epic conversation scene like they had when... When they when they when they were in, when when Tyrion was in jail and you had that long ass moment of them just talking about life, yeah, you didn't give them that now after everything they've been through, yeah, yeah. Now again, um, the the the, the Stark kids, yes, meeting up again and none of them are talking, none of them are having conversations, none right. of them are conversating about what happened to them and all this thing bullshit. Cold hands coming back. You oh, don't give him. You uh, don't give him a uh, yeah. Yeah, Benjamin Stark. Benjamin Stark. You yeah. don't give him a scene with. With John to conversate and have those moments with each other, really, you don't give me that. You don't give me those character developments. Another point, uh, the 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 band of brothers, right? The brotherhood of whatever. Yeah, the brotherhood without banners. Brotherhood, the brotherhood without banners, right? They meet. Last time you see them, they were in that house, uh, where where um, where the hound killed those people off, right? Yeah, yeah. And then next time you see them, they're in prison. What the fuck happened to them? From there to the prison, how did they get captured? What happened to them? Yeah, they, what was going on? They, they they threw it off in one quick line. Exactly. What yeah. what happened to them? Yeah. I, what, what was the trek? We were we were following them from the beginning. Yeah. Yet we, in the most important part of the trek, we lost yeah. them. Yeah. Hey, they were trying to get north of the wall, so we captured them. Wait, that's it? That's all you're telling me? Like, yeah. like what, what happens to when they met up with the wildlings? What's yeah. the conversation they had? What happened? What conversations were they having inside the prison cell? Yeah. You know, yeah. old Game of Thrones would have given us all that. Yeah, because because it, it was a uh, it was a lot of character pieces in old Game of Thrones. You know right? what I'm saying? Like, in, in this new one, it's just straight to action. Exactly. Like all those little moments would have been deep conversations, would have been deep acknowledgement of what was going on. Yet you don't give me that. Yeah. Come on, dude. Like that's complete bullshit. Like I can't believe they, they didn't do that. Yeah, I'm not I, doing I, that anymore. I, I agree 100. percent But that being said, we still love the show. Oh no, it's it's still good regardless. Yeah. But it's not what it used to be. It's right. not. It's not. It's not as special anymore. Mm-hmm. The meters we had, they weren't as powerful as they used to be. Right mm-hmm. when when Jon Snow met Sansa for the first time, how powerful was that? Oh my God! They met up again. They met up yeah. after all this time. How amazing was that? 
And then you get the Arya and the brand meetings. They were fucking pointless. Yeah. Like, they didn't even ha- you didn't even see them have conversations about what they've been through. Yeah, and I understand brands out of, uh, out of it, but still. But still, dude. Like, you could at least bother him a little bit mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Conversate more or something like that. Like, no, you don't get any of that. Yeah. And that's fucking annoying. And I know where we might be in the minority here because uh, as far as I can tell, everyone loves this fast-paced, breakneck speed and action and it's almost I don't know, To be honest with you, the, the, some of the people I've talked to have kind of felt that, like, you know, it's going a little bit too fast. Okay, thank you, at least. But, you know. Anyways, so at least you and me are on the same boat. I don't know if you guys agree with us. Um... To I mean, close this up, I actually wanted to talk more about that Ice Dragon okay. thing. Because that's clearly what the big fucking deal is going to be next one. Yeah. So I actually looked up uh, George R. R. Martin, the writer of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. obviously. He, back in 1980, wrote a children's book called The Ice Dragon. And this was before he even started Game of Thrones. Yeah, way before. Yeah. So it was pretty much about a girl that was born during the longest winter. Which, you know, obviously, uh, you can already see where the similarities are. And then... She finds an ice dragon and actually um, connects with it and pretty much she has to fight seven fire dragons, which are smaller, but still it's fire dragons. So yeah, it ends up ending with her defeating the fire dragons and then the, the ice dragon gets damaged and then melts into, uh, into a, a lake. So the ice dragons, apparently when they die, they turn into water, they melt into ice. And they mention that uh, in some of the books. Because uh, John mentions, I think in A Dance with Dragons, that he was raised off of stories of ice dragons and stuff like that. And the same thing. There's no pure proof of it because when they die, they melt melt into water. So there's one theory going around that there's actually, uh, there's like a pond or something near Winterfell. So they think that might tie in with like there's an ice dragon living under there or whatever. Mm. There was a long one saying, uh, a a long theory saying that there was an ice dragon in the wall and whatnot. All these were theories that just people kept throwing around. Yeah, I think it's all bullshit, and of I think and I think this one was his way of throwing back at it. Like, okay, you guys got all these theories about ice dragons. I know I did a children's book. Bam, here you go. But uh, so this is the closest to an ice dragon I think we're gonna get. What, what I also read is that George R. R. Martin said that that book has something has no relation to right, right. The, the song of ice. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not chronologically. It's not even nowhere chronologically about. connected. Yeah. but they have the same idea. The yeah, long winters. You could tell that he. But when he wrote that child, the children's story, he had those ideas already. He was, he was cranking it around. He was his cranking head. it around. Yeah. yeah. So it's always nice to listen to his old stories because maybe he can throw in, you know, like little ideas and whatnot. So I don't know. I just thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's curious. It's but in that story, the ice dragon was the hero. The yeah. fire dragons were the villain. It looks like it's completely reversed here. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, uh, one more thing I wanted to mention actually. Uh, the whites and the white walkers cannot pass the wall physically because uh benjin even mentions it there's magic there yeah so that's the main reason why benjin didn't go back with bran and why the white walkers and the whites are having such trouble crossing yeah maybe that ice dragon i don't know maybe because dragons are like more magical a little more ancient but is in that isn't the whole thing that since bran crossed over that doesn't exist anymore. Just remember, remember, Bran was with the with a three eyed raven. Oh, and, and the night king and, touched and the him. Night king touched him, and it's the reason why he knew where he was, and it was able to get to him in the three hour, uh, the three three eyed raven's you know, you know right. fortress. You so know? you think that broke the spell? I think it broke the spell. I, I don't I think. think that, I feel that's kind of like the consensus that him crossing the crossing the wall uh-huh. kind of 
annuls that doomed everyone. That's actually a good theory. I didn't even think about that. I was actually thinking that the ice dragon would have some kind of power over the magic of it and destroy it. I feel like it's going to end with the ice dragon just ripping through that wall somehow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen too. Yeah. And I I really hope, I'm almost positive, but I really hope it actually does shoot out like a blizzard out of its mouth and just totally freeze everyone. Regardless of what happens, dude. East Watch is going down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The white is gonna get fucked. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I hope, I hope it either ends in that manner or opens up with that manner. Because there, there's no fucking point of. Because look at, put it. Let's put it in perspective, right? Look how fast Genji wrote, uh, ran back to the wall. Right. So you're telling me it's gonna take the White Walkers to the next season a, a to get episode. to the wall? Yeah, I guarantee. Bullshit, you. dude. I'm, Bullshit. I'm telling you, they have that Jason Voorhees speed of walking where they just walk slowly, <laughs> even with a dragon. Fucking bullshit, dude. Like, I call bullshit on that, man. There's no way it's going to take him that long to do that. Yeah. It's impossible. It can't but, be that long. Um, You didn't see the scenes for the next episode, did you? No, I, I never watched that, dude. I don't want to okay. spoil anything for myself. Well, they didn't really show much. I know they do, you know. but I just like just knowing that I see these scenes. Okay. And you, you you already start kind of like thinking of ideas of things to do or like what could potentially happen. And then I don't, I don't play that, man. All right. I think too much about these things. Okay, so what do you think is going to happen next episode then? Aside from that ice dragon thing with the White Walker. So you see, I'm going to tell you right now. I saw a quick flash yeah. of, of the, the Unsullied. So I know the Unsullied are going to be next episode. Right. These are going to get, I'm pretty sure they're going to get wiped but, out. But, well, remember what they mentioned. The, they got, the whole purpose of this episode was to get the White. And what are they going to do with the white now? Now they got to show it to Cersei. So it's pretty much going to be that reunion. And remember, Tyrion says, if you bring all your Unsullied, all your Dothraki there, she ain't going to fight you. So I think that's, like I said, the scenes didn't really show it much. But they showed everyone collecting armies. And I think it's just, I think they're trying to make people think that there's going to be a battle. But it isn't. It's just going to be them showing off the white and proving to everyone that they're real. They can't be killed. Uh, let's get our shit together. And I think it's just going to be that. And we're going to resolve whatever's in Winterfell and an Ice Dragon. I think that's really what all it's going to so be. So we're going to have an hour and a half of just lead up to next season. Yeah, and hopefully the conversations we wanted. Hopefully. Remember, the last episodes, for the most part, have never been Yeah, but insane. remember, this is just six, I mean, seven episodes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, this is New Game of Thrones now, so who knows. So, like, I, if there's going to be an hour and a half of just conversations, I mean, I guess I'll enjoy it. But you should have ended the season with something crazy. Which is probably going to be the ice dragon busting through the wall. And then them finally being here, like legit are here in Westeros. It's got to end that way. So, so you think next season is going to be six episodes of them fighting? Of, of the, them fighting. The uh, White Walkers? Of, of Winterfell getting the first wave and whatnot and everyone just kind of like working together. Except for maybe Cersei. So I, I, I don't see Cersei teaming up with them oh, no, so no, quickly. She's going to try to backstab everybody. I feel like Cersei's going to have the mentality where she's just like, let me stay in the back. And I got you with my archers or whatever. I don't know. And then once they start getting attacked, she's like, cool. I'm not going to help you because the less of you, the more I can rule this thing. Because she's absolutely insane. And that's when Jamie's finally going to lose his shit and be like, all right, you are fucking done. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully the thing that everyone in the world is waiting for, for him to finally kill her. Yeah. That's how I feel next season's going to go down. It's just going to be like practically battles. Hmm. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. And we'll give you those final predictions as soon as that. Uh, We'll give you our next week's end of Game of Thrones season seven. Mm -hmm. That's going to be an exciting one. 
I, know, I hope I it's actually wait. good, man. I hope it's actually 2018 instead of 2019. But at the same time, I don't want to rush them because I want those special effects to look fucking sick. Yeah, dude. If you're going to fucking shortchange me yeah. on character development, you better give me some epic shit going down. Well, r- really quickly, the close-up of the dragon when he touched beautiful. it. And the eye opened up. That looked a lot better than the scene when uh, Jon Snow was touching the dragon. Yeah. Well, because it's so close. It was just like that one. Yeah. But but I felt like when Jon Snow was touching the dragon when he pet it, it didn't look like his his hand was actually contacting it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There was something a little off about it. But mm-hmm. this one looked really fucking good. Yeah, it did really, really so, good. Uh, yeah. I, I think there, were, there was less to render than the big one. Yeah, yeah. The motion of the big one. Like, yeah. You know, that bullshit. It could be it too. But so, yeah. nah, it looked great. I'm actually really excited. If they delay it for special effects, I know the special effects are going to be fantastic. And, and each of those fucking episodes better be at least an hour and 20 minutes each. I know. hope so. It's it's less it's episodes. Six, I mean, the last one has to be like at least two hours. It's it's almost half of a regular season. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. So fuck, man. But yeah. All right. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this uh, breakdown we did for Game of Thrones season, uh, season seven, episode seven. Six. Oh, six. That's right. Episode six. My bad. Um, it, which is what be uh, beyond the wall or something like that, right? That was the name of the episode. I can't remember. Um, but something hope, like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let us know what you guys thought uh, of the episode. Do you actually agree with what me and Pedro say about how different Game of Thrones is? I mean, it's really, really different from what we were all we are all used to. At least in my opinion, in our opinion here. Um, let us know. Uh, we're on popcorn. We're at um, Instagram popcorn heroes underscore. We're on Facebook. And we can email us at popcornheels at gmail.com. Share this with anyone you might want to, who wants to know about Game of Thrones. Hopefully our opinions. And especially, you, you have to forget that. Tell people about our podcast because fucking Pedro called that shit. And the fact that he called that shit, it should be something that should be shared. Thank you, thank you. Our knowledge is not vast, but it is important. <laughs> Till next time, guys. Bye-bye.